Welcome to a new episode of the Big Idea Big Moves podcast. The new the voice new of voice success. success. We all want to feel successful and fulfilled in our lives, but that can be a bumpy road. Through the experiences, journeys and advice of our guests here on Big Idea Big Moves, we will help you get a jump start on experiencing and cultivating whole life success. Be ready to take notes. Every episode has action items that you can apply to your own life right away. Okay, let's get this started. I will now pass you over to the host of Big Idea Big Moves, Jamie Allison. Hi again, everybody. I'm Jamie Allison, and this is the Big Idea Big Moves podcast. This is the destination for high performers. We talk to uh, CEOs, we talk to entrepreneurs, we talk to athletes, just people doing really cool things in their space, and some things that hopefully we can find out a little bit about their journey and how they are doing those things. But some of those things we can probably take away bits and pieces and reflect them in our own lives as well. And uh, and I know I have one of those guests today where we're going to be able to do some of those things. Uh, I'm I'm really happy have, have uh, Dr. Jeff Justine Lucini with us today. Um, she's the co-founder of Third Z, which is a, a high-growth startup. It's devoted to helping um, both fitness athletes and just health-conscious adults um, have a great night's sleep with better quality uh, of sleep and recovery from both physical and mental stress, which is really cool. Um, before jumping into entrepreneurship, I know she worked in IT solution sales. She's done leadership roles. Um, she's also studied health science at Western and has a doctorate in chiropractic. So, um, so. First of all, welcome and thanks for taking the time, Justine. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Jamie. Yeah. And well, you can see a little glimpse of it there, I think would be really interesting for people is that you have taken uh, probably not the prototypical career path or you've you've made some changes through that career path. So why don't you tell us a little bit about, um, you know, about how that happened and, and maybe some of the things that triggered you to getting to where you are today? Sure. Yeah, that's. Uh, I have had quite, <laughs> quite an un- unconventional path, and uh, so as you mentioned, uh, I studied health sciences at Western, and then I studied chiropractic in at the Canadian Memorial Chiropractic University in Toronto. Yep. And then I went ahead and I was in uh, private practice, and I practiced for seven years, and. I moved around a few times. So I practiced in London, Ontario with some of my early mentors. And then when my contract was up there, I decided to go on an adventure because I had never done that. And I moved, I took a contract in Peru, actually. I practiced in Peru for a year. And then I moved to Portugal and opened my own practice, opened and ran a practice in Portugal, which was kind of wild because we were opening a a practice in a place where like I didn't speak the language so (laughs) we did so yeah it was like learning how to build a business but also doing it when like your communication was super limited which in a lot of ways was really helpful as an aside because I think sometimes we get in our own way with over explaining things and you might have guessed already I can like really talk and uh, so having to really narrow things down to like a few words and explaining things really concisely was actually really a overall, I think super helpful for me, Um, as well as just learning all of the ropes of like, you know, marketing and sales process and hiring people and building out a physical location, like doing all those things in a foreign country was a crazy adventure. Um, And then my uh, partner and I at the time decided to go separate ways. And so I moved back to Canada and early, like much earlier in that journey, when I was in Peru, I had actually had an injury while doing uh, CrossFit and not because just 
not 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 for the normal crossword races. Uh, <laughs> actually, there, was, <laughs> there was a problem with the the rig, yeah. and uh, I actually fell pretty far. Oh wow, really? Kind of my neck, upper back, shoulder. And then never rehabbed it really properly because I was working and I was working with my hands and doing a lot of physic physical stuff all day every day. Yeah. And um, so by the time I moved back from Portugal to Toronto, um, I was having some kind of overuse uh, injuries with my shoulder, my elbow, my wrist. Mm-hmm. Uh, continued to practice for a little while longer, but knew at that point that I was probably getting towards the end of my chiropractic career, both in terms of like having this physical challenge. And then also when I was in Portugal, I realized that I really liked solving the problems of like working on the business Mm -hmm. more than I liked working um, hands-on with patients every day. And so like the sales process in particular and the marketing and the storytelling and all that had really started to light me up and I wanted to do more of that. So there was a point where the clinic that I had then joined in Toronto, the uh, woman who owned it decided to actually close it so she could do some online work, work from home and spend some more time with their children. And instead of continuing to practice, I talked my way into a sales job at a tech company. Yeah. And um, then I was there for a couple years and um, moved up really quickly because I really loved it. And I think um, I knew how to work and I knew how to sell. And, and when you're coming into a sales environment where a lot of the kids were kids, a lot of the people who worked there were yep. a lot younger than me starting out. And I, you know, when you yep. start at the bottom, you can kind of make those bigger steps when you know how to work and you know, um, kind of how to, how to do those things. So yeah. I was team lead there and then COVID happened and kind of all of there was a there was a lot of joy for me working on a sales team. So I played team sports growing up. Uh, I played volleyball. I was a setter. I played pretty high level. And I like that kind of camaraderie and pushing towards common goals and stuff like that has always been something that really lit me up. Um, yeah. And I'm really extroverted. So going on to into like a corporate sales environment where it was like a busy sales floor, yeah. gong that you would rent, like hit when you hit your, yeah. um, you know, monthly or quarterly quotas and like having that kind of environment of being back on a team really like after working in kind of like a private practice where you're kind of working on your own basically, or with one or yeah. two other people was like amazing. Whole different energy uh, for yeah, sure. Right? Whole different yeah. energy. And like, yeah. just, um, it really brought a lot of joy to my life (laughs) in a way that like, I didn't realize I was missing it until I was back in that kind of uh, environment. And it was actually like fantastic. And I think that's another reason why I kind of excelled in that role. And then COVID happened. Yeah. All of that just got like sucked out, right? Like all of the really aspects of the job were Mm -hmm. um, shelved and it was, you know, you, you still have the same problems. You still have the same challenges, the same work without any of the kind of upside, And ultimately, as COVID progressed, my partner and I started to think about what are the kinds of problems we're solving? If we stay on the trajectory we're on in our current, both of us in our current jobs for the next five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, is that what we want our life to look like? Is that meaningful for us? Does it enable us to do the things that we want to do for ourselves and our family? You know, all of those, I think, Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe... I think almost everybody had some sort of existential yeah. crisis during lockdown. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was a, a reckoning for a whole lot of people, I think, at that time. So yeah, and yeah. so ultimately, we kind of came to this point of thinking, like, you know, if I'm going to be 
sitting at my computer alone in my home all day working on somebody's business. Cause at that point, the company I was working at had said, we're probably never going back to the office. Um, and now of course they are back in the office, but (laughs) but once, once, once that kind of shoe fell of like, we're never going back to the office. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, if I'm going to be sitting alone in my computer all day, every day, building someone's business, do I want it to be somebody else's or do I want it to be mine? Yeah. Um, and having already scratched that entrepreneur itch earlier in my life mm-hmm. and kind of what that looked like, I started to really lean into this idea of like, I think that there are problems that I could be solving that, uh, I could do from, you know, my computer essentially. Uh, and one of the big ones was sleep where, mm-hmm. you know, long time in healthcare, three different continents. And I can say among almost every single patient that came through my door, one of the things they all had in common was that they would tick the box of like, don't sleep well. Yeah. And not even just like the acute pain people where it kind of makes sense, right? Like if you're back, sure. you're not going <laughs> to sleep well, but yeah. if you're coming in for athletic performance or general mm-hmm. health and maintenance, or, you know, you're past the acute phase of an injury and you're doing your more rehab stuff. Yeah. The there's like, very little explanation in that case for like, why are all of these people not sleeping well? Mm -hmm. And um, then one day I started tracking my own sleep and I realized that my sleep quality was quite poor and it started to add up some of the things, some of the challenges that I had had over the course of my adult life where, and I don't know if you can relate to this, but I, I think a lot of people can waking up in the morning after a full night's sleep and not feeling rested at all. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, well, that, that shouldn't be happening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I I think people are becoming more aware of that too, because there are certain things that, you know, people are tracking things and they're seeing that, okay, it felt like I slept during this time period, but you could see that their sleep hasn't been fantastic at all. So totally. I completely agree. And it was like, even as a healthcare provider, I think up until I started tracking my sleep, I still really thought about sleep more as a state and not as a process. Mm -hmm right? Where it's like on or off. And once I started tracking it and then started learning more about it, cause I'm a super nerd and I really wanted to like dig in and understand why are these things happening? What are the metrics? What's supposed to be happening in your body at night while you're sleeping so that you do feel good in the morning. Yeah. I realized like, Oh, Oh, this is this whole thing. This is this whole like massive physiological process that we all just kind of ignore or hope we don't need to do yeah. so that because we don't see any point to it because we all we want to do is perform during the day yeah and once I started focusing more on that all of these things that I like I always thought like maybe I have a little bit of a hormone imbalance or maybe I have like an energy problem because there would be so many days where I would just start to feel more sluggish than I thought I should and all this stuff and then once I started focusing on improving my sleep quality all of a sudden I was like oh no my hormones are fine yeah I don't have an energy problem. I had a sleep problem and particularly a sleep quality problem because I really didn't have trouble falling asleep. It was actually getting sufficient rest while I was sleeping. And that's hard to quantify except for like, how do I feel in the morning until I had a sleep tracker? And even though it's imperfect technology, I think it was like very eye-opening for me and led Mm -hmm. to obviously wanting to create better solutions in that space because most of the stuff that exists in in like sleep support is either a sedative, which essentially makes that problem worse because then your brain's not doing anything while you're sleeping, your body's doing any repairing while you're sleeping. (laughs) 
Um, or is melatonin, which is great if you're jet lagged or if you have a hormone problem and mm -hmm. your body's not regulating your sleep rhythms appropriately, but beyond that has very limited application to actually helping you sleep better at night. Yeah. Okay. So, so you've, you kind of have realized that that's something that you really wanted to impact, um, you know, and starting a company can be, you know, you had some experience, but, um, you know, has, was there something right away that, you know, is, did you have a big challenge in anything kind of right away or was it like, um, you know, was it, was it easy to kind of jump in and, okay, I'm going to set up this company or, or how did that work for you? Oh man, any of the other entrepreneurs who are listening to this right now are probably going to, there was a point where I actually said out loud to my friends. So here's my idea. We're going to launch and we're going to sell it online because nobody's in stores and people buy supplements online anyways, and we're going to create a supplement and, um, you know, it should take like four to six weeks and then we'll <laughs> yeah. <be up. laughs> yeah. I can tell you that four to six months later, we were still not even close yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to selling, <laughs> to yeah. actually having product in hand. And there was a variety of things. I mean, during COVID, there was everything from supply chain issues, which really slowed things down to, um, I mean, the product and the iteration it's in now is actually in its third iteration. Yeah. Um, first, we were going to do a line of supplements. So it's going to do a nootropic. I was going to do a sleep supplement and I was going to do a hormone support supplement. Yeah. And um, then I had, you know, several, and I had started getting quotes and like, you know, I had all the vision of like, this is what it's going to look like. And it's going to be single serving. So people would travel with it when we do that again and like all this stuff. And I had a consultant actually that I was having conversation with in marketing, yeah. basically say like, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, pick one of these problems to solve. Cause you're talking yeah. about three different problems to three different groups of people. And this is your first time out of the gates and you're doing it online. Your customer acquisition is already going to be really challenging. Like yep. pick one, or you're going to find that you're spreading your time, your energy, your resources all way too thin for somebody who's trying to do this without a massive financial backing to right. even try to make this a successful venture. Yeah. And that was like that, that kind of like cut deep because we were already <laughs> yeah. about six months in and yeah. I've been working on it. And I had like all the website up and I was like, you know, doing the thing. And yeah. um, it was great advice, but it was not the advice that I wanted. Sure. Um, I wanted him to be like, yeah, you're doing great. This is going to be a runaway success. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, and so then I, you know, sat back and then I looked at the three different ones and I was like, which one of these is going to solve the most problems for the most people? Yeah. And it was sleep. Yeah. Um, so that and that so that was a big thing. And then we actually launched under a completely different name. Yeah, I, I read that that you did that. Was yes. that so uh, yeah, tell us about that and what how did how did how did it evolve? So we launched under the name Sleep Hack. And our first, and I was thinking that our product was going to appeal a lot more to women because when you look at the data, women are much more likely to seek solutions for any health problem, but yeah. uh, particularly sleep as well. Yeah. And um, so it was called Beauty Sleep Collagen. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, had a very like female centric, like pastel color, yeah. Yeah. more of like a beauty position product. Yeah. And uh, so we had gone to IP lawyers to trademark the name yeah. and our lawyer said, well, there's this old application kicking around the system. It's probably not that big of a deal. It looks like it was filed years ago. I can't see any use case for it. And part of trademark law is actually also being in use. So mm -hmm. 
you can't just try and trademark something where that, you know, you see a, a cool name on a sign somewhere and you're like, yeah. I never trademark that. Like if somebody else has the use case, that will trump you, your trademark application. So yeah. our lawyer was like, just go with it. And yeah. then you'll have use case. And then um, you should be able to get the trademark. So the week that we got our um, natural product number from Health Canada, so like we got yeah. our Canada approvals. Yeah. <laughs> we also got a letter from our IP lawyer saying, sorry, but <laughs> you can't use that name. Um, and so that was really, that was a, that was painful. Yeah. Everything we had uh, already had all of our product manufactured. We'd already had all our <laughs> packaging made. Yeah. Um, we had, you know, started to build an online following. We had done the website, yeah. product photography. We had like all, you know, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and it's it, it's interesting as like as an entrepreneur, I think a lot of people don't realize how much of like these little things are are things that people do miss uh, or miss in the story sometimes too. Mm-hmm. That you you see this great product at the end, and you know, and then the brand and the community that goes with it and everything. But there may have been a lot of stumbling blocks before you get that far. Totally, the highlight reel looks great. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's <laughs> the great. highlight reel looks great. I'd say it's probably like like a ten to one. Yeah. One ends up on the highlight reel. Yep. yep. Um, ten gets. <laughs> um, but you know what? It was a absolute blessing. Everyone says this, right? The worst things are always sure. a blessing. It was an absolute blessing in disguise because as we were going into that like push of like doing our product launch, I was looking yeah. at our branding. I was looking at the product the name, everything. And I was like, I don't like this. This this isn't even how I use the product. I don't use this as a beauty product. Like, yes, sleeping well helps you. Um, Obviously, like one of the side benefits is that you don't look terrible. (laughs) You you don't look haggard. You don't have big bags under your eyes. Your skin's hydrated, like all those things. Great. Um, But even the collagen, like I didn't put the collagen in there to be a beauty product. I put the collagen in there because it's something that I've been taking for a long time to support like my joint and muscle health. And because collagen, some of the amino acids in collagen actually help act as inhibitory neurotransmitters in your brain, lower your core body temperature and support deep sleep. That's why it was in there. It was never in there to like, just like make your face pretty. Um, So when we had to go back to the drawing board, I basically uh, said to my partner, like we're we're going to change, we're changing the product name. We're not just changing the brand name. We're changing the product name. We're changing um, the brand name and we're going to change who we're talking to because Mm -hmm. I think that there are people out there who care more about their sleep relative to how they can show up every day in their lives, whether it's at work or their workouts and perform better. And I think that that's a bigger pain point for most people than do I look pretty when I wake up in the morning. And so that was what we did. We just now, now did you up. have to, you had said you had already started to, you know, build your community around it, all of those things. Did you, uh, did you just completely relaunch and reset all of that? Or did you do anything to try to bring that group over? Like, how do you build community when it's something like this, where, you know, you're now talking to a very different crowd and, and what was your, what was your strategy around that? Yeah. So our, it, interestingly, I feel like we've done a much better job of building community now that we made that pivot. So, and part of it is because we're, I'm t- we are telling a more authentic story. Um, and it is more kind of like speaking to our people, which is around performance and both like in and out of the gym. So yeah. um, it was also interesting around that time I had actually been approached through a friend to consult on a recovery 
program for a group in the CrossFit community called WOD Prep, who makes a lot of um, uh, like different programs to help people improve their performance in different aspects of the sport. Yeah. And so they had reached out and said, Hey, and I know a lot about sleep. <laughs> yeah. Can you do you want to be our sleep expert? Because we know that the most important thing for recovery is sleep. And a lot of people suck at sleeping. Yeah. And so, and then right around that time as well, when I was at the gym, somebody had actually said to me, they were looking out, we were talking about their whoop band, and they were like, yeah. you know, I just wish there was something that I could take that would help me uh improve my recovery scores. And I was like, Yeah are you serious? Because I have that. Yeah. <laughs> and I can give yeah. it to you. But like I made that it's called beauty sleep collagen now, but it's not going to be called that in a few weeks. Yeah. Um, so I think there was like a lot of signals to me of like where we should be looking to next. And then in terms of building community, it's really just been about connecting with, um, people, particularly like fitness athletes and not, you know, not just CrossFitters. We have a lot of people who are runners, like who do marathon, sure, yeah. put a lot of miles on their body who, yeah. um, you know, are cyclists or just like people who kind of push and demand more of themselves. And so I think telling that story and inserting sleep in there for people around, like, you know, sleep is part of fitness. If you've been dialing in your, uh, diet and your training, but you're ignoring your sleep, you're going to get diminishing returns because that's when your body does all its building. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's where the kind of like the community has started to, to come from. And I think we did ultimately make kind of an announcement on like our Instagram page that we yeah. started to have a following on and that kind of stuff saying like, Hey, we're changing the name <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. Uh, changing the product name. And like, thank you so much for being here for the people who were, you know, there from the, from the beginning, but this is the direction that we're going in now. And we lost some followers and, and then we gained, sure. and then we gained other people yeah. who were, were more in line with what the message that we were um, set, sending and the problems that we were Yeah. yeah like, uh, I mean, it's, it's interesting that I, I think that the connection with our audience would be, would obviously really fit nicely because, um, you know, we do have, uh, um, we, we have a pretty heavy CrossFit kind of community, I guess, because of some of the guests, but we also have ultra runners. We have people that are just also, um, uh, people that, that do this, um, just to, to kind of keep themselves well in their workplace as well. And, you know, entrepreneurs like yourself, but, um, people that are, are trying to use it. So it, I, I actually think the, the community could probably build fairly quickly because it's a, a much larger group. I would assume that that um, you know might benefit from understanding the the benefits of the product now, whereas before it might have been very you know a, a little more narrow. Um, yeah. So it, it's kind of interesting to see how that evolved, and and you're probably right has has done that in a great way. Um, as uh, you know, again, I'm going to go back to you just as an entrepreneur for a second. Um, how do you and it, it, it's related, but, you know, I think a lot of people don't understand how much time is involved in, in doing something where you are the person who has to do has to do the marketing, has to do the finances, has to do all of those things. And, and you know, you may have partner or partners to do that with. But um, how do you find balance yourself? Because I know that, you know, you're still involved in in fitness outside of this and wellness for yourself. How do you how do you try to, to balance that as much as possible? It's a good question. Um, I think, so I do, I, we still have a very, very small 
team. My partner still has a full-time day job actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and it is easy to, um, not have balance. And I think there are certain times in your life where you sacrifice balance, where you, you say like, okay, this is going to be really unbalanced for a while so that mm -hmm. in the future, maybe we can have a bit of a swing back. And I've really started to factor in a lot of the stuff that goes around taking care of myself as mm -hmm. being working on the business. Yeah. So one of the few things that I have in my life that I could create structure around really was working out. So I go to Monday to Friday, 7am every, uh, like every day, because that's like the cornerstone of like building kind of my habits and routines around. And so I almost integrate that as like, if I, cause if I don't do that, if I don't have any structure in my day or my work day, I find I'm so much less effective. And so I think for me, this idea of balance is really just like, no, this is just my life now. Yeah. <laughs> the business is yeah. my life yeah. <laughs> and working out and eating well and sleeping at night. And all these things are just like aspects of me, like existing in the world. And I think it also helps that way. I feel like when people try to, and, and again, like whatever other people do that works for them. Great. But for me, when I try to compartmentalize my work and try to be like, well, no, I need work-life balance and yeah. I'm only like this number of hours. I find that creates more stress for me mm -hmm. because then if I'm leaking out over the boundaries that I set, then I feel like I've somehow failed. Yep. Whereas if I'm okay to like do a couple hours of work on a Sunday, even though it's a Sunday and that should be a rest day or whatever, um, I don't get upset about it. I'm like, oh, this is just like bonus time. It's like bonus work time. Yeah. <laughs> Other yeah. people are working and I can get something done. So um, I yeah, I think that the idea of balance, I think especially in the context of um, people who are really trying to achieve a lot or grow a business or get promoted or or yeah. whatever is um, not really, those are kind of mutually exclusive things, right? Yeah. Either you want to have this like really balanced life of, mm -hmm. you know, having a ton of time for family and a ton of time for friends and some time for work and, and some time for working out, or you're really pushing towards a singular goal. And that's going to mean that you're unbalanced in trying to achieve that thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that's because I think a lot of people will say, oh, well, I, yes, I'm, you know, I have lots of balance. I do this and that. But the reality is there are times it ebbs and flows. And um, I mean, as a business owner myself, I, I the one thing is, is that you have more control over your time. It doesn't mean that you work less. I, and I think you don't usually than if you're in a corporate role. Um, but um but you have a little more, um, you know, I guess the ability to to schedule yourself so that you can do some of those things as well, which is uh, uh, is usually positive. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, how about goal setting from your end? Because are are you somebody who writes down like for your for your business? Do you have very set goals on what you want to achieve for a period of time? And then, cause I'm assuming if you were in sales, you're very used to having that um, with the bell and everything else, but, <laughs> but also just personally, do you, do you set um, very specific goals? Like, do you write them down? How does that process work for you? Uh, ebbs, and, ebbs and flows is a very good word to yeah. use there. It was interesting going into uh, like starting the business. Yeah. I intentionally created no actual specific goals yeah because i didn't know what to expect so my only goal was figure out if this is a problem that people want to solve in this way 
basically like, can I do something? Can I make a business that works? Can I do communication (laughs) that connects with people that they want to buy this for me? That was like it. So for the first, you know, year we've been selling since February and, um, right through until last month, we had no specific goals, no sales targets, no profitability metrics that we were like gunning for, like none of that stuff, because it was all just like, we need to learn this. We need to learn our audience. And I think I was, it wasn't that I was trying to avoid failure. It's just when, when you don't even know what a realistic goal is, Mm -hmm. I think it's really hard to, I think you're just kind of like deluding yourself. If you're like, we're going to be a $10 million company in five years. Like I have no idea. It's all good. (laughs) Um, and now that we have been, you know, we have several months of selling under our belts and we know what, what we've been able to achieve this far. Now I have like a much more realistic idea of what we could achieve a year from now. And so yeah. this was the very first quarter that I sat down and I set quarterly goals. And then I set a goal for the end of next year and we set a five-year goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now that's exciting because now I do have something to aim at. And I think yeah, that yeah, maybe yeah. I was missing having that, but I also didn't want to have like the negativity of having to like massively readjust those goals yeah. Um, yeah. too often. So yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's in an entrepreneurial startup piece. Sometimes that's the case. It's almost like, you know, it's, uh, it's checking the list of getting things done is, is one of the the big ways of being able to drive that for a little while. Um, So one of the things that we ask everybody who comes on, Justine, is to, to, get a couple of um, tangible things that people can take away. And considering your background and, and um, you know, the, the importance of sleep, I, I think and we only kind of touched on that a little bit, but maybe that's, that's the one thing is, is um, the impact of it. Um, but if people are realizing that, you know what, I, I'm not getting the sleep I really want. Do you have a, a couple of things that uh, or strategies that, that people should do to, to try to get a little better at that? Sure. Um, absolutely. <laughs> I, uh, you know, you might expect like, take my product. And I mean, that's sure, the thing. Sure, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm going to put that into better context where yeah. all of the research and whether it's just like, you want to sleep a little bit better or you want to get better quality sleep, you know, now, or you have some sort of like major sleep, to, you know, pathology, like insomnia or sleep apnea or whatever. Yeah. It almost doesn't matter in uh, what type of sleep function we're looking at all sleep improves when you have more consistency with your sleep Mm -hmm. so for people i think most people set an alarm in the morning when they to wake up a a lot of people will sleep better if they set an alarm for themselves at nighttime of when they want to start winding down and getting into bed because you can train your body to more easily initiate the processes that it needs to when you have consistency around it. And I think that's a huge thing that's missing for most people, especially because a lot of people sleep dramatically different hours on the weekend than they do during the week. So finding a way to maintain consistency in your sleep schedule is definitively the number one, like big thing that you can do to improve your sleep quality. And then there's some environmental stuff, like the darker your room is the better. Yep. Um, having your room a couple of degrees colder at night than it would be during the day. Also really helpful for helping drop into deep sleep and get better quality sleep. Um, having a quiet environment and trying to keep, you know, other beings out of your bed that shouldn't be there. If it's your pets, if your kids, um, things that are going to actually cause those sleep disruptions. So those, those are the big behavioral pieces. Okay. And then 
I think that the challenge is that some people just have lifestyles and or lives in general that aren't conducive to being able to change those things or they're not willing to, right? Like you love having yeah. your bed or you aren't willing to like work a different job or cut your hours or whatever in order to plan your life around your sleep schedule. Like that's a real thing. Yep. So that's where something like using some supplements to help lower your stimulation at night, give your body more of the nutrients and amino acids it needs to go through proper sleep cycles. Cause that's where a lot of like the quality issue, the fall off is, is we're overstimulated because we do stimulants all day long, including our screens and then our chemical stimulants. And then we often have less of our slowdown machinery available, like not enough magnesium, not enough GABA, yep. uh, not enough melatonin. And so taking a supplement, like that was basically checking off all those boxes was what went into our supplement. Like how do we increase yeah. these brain chemicals without melatonin um, and allow the body to wind down better? So if you're doing a lot of the behavioral things right, that may be enough to get you great quality sleep. If you're doing those things right and you're still not sleeping well, yep. start to look at supplementation. And if you're not able to plan your life or in your sleep schedule, supplementation yep. can really help in order to get better quality sleep, feel better in the morning. So is it right that, um, so 30 is kind of a, um, it's a mix of, of things that help kind of impact all of those, those gaps, I guess, is that how it works? That's exactly it. So it has the collagen base yep. and then it has L-theanine, which is something that's meant to like take down the level of stimulants. Yep. So you may have seen L-theanine. Sometimes they put it in energy drinks because if you stack L-theanine with a stimulant, you won't feel overstimulated. Yep. It actually helps your brain to like keep itself in check. Yeah. Um, and then GABA, L-tryptophan, which supports your natural serotonin and melatonin levels. Mm-hmm. And um, what did I say? Magnesium, L-theanine, GABA, and tryptophan. That's yep. it plus the collagen. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, so if, if people are, are wanting to, obviously they want to follow you and find out about your story as an, as an entrepreneur and all of those things. I mean, you know, there, there are lots of, uh, especially being a, a woman entrepreneur. I mean, you've, you, you know, that's, that's big high prominence right now. So, um, you know, congratulations to you for, for doing what you're doing. Um, but I would say if they're going to follow you, but also maybe if they want to take a look at the product, um, you know, I, I, we've got lots of people I'm sure that are, are interested in that. What are some of the best ways to do that, Justine? Yeah, great. So um, our website is thirdz, T-H-I-R-D-Z-Y or Z-Y for our American friends, <laughs> yeah. um, dot com. And we have a dot C-A in Canada. So we fulfill both sides of the border separately so people can get their stuff domestic. Yeah. Um, and then on Instagram, you can find us at third Z H Q. All right. Okay. And we will make sure to everybody doing that. We'll put it on the show notes so that you can get a direct link through there. Um, definitely take a look at it. Um, and, uh, and see if it's something that, uh, that, that fits for you and, and also kind of following what's happening with the, uh, the organization. Now that you see the backstory, it's, uh, it's kind of cool to be able to, to follow that community and see how, uh, how things go and, and share some of the, the different, uh, um, things that come out of that as well. So, um, you know, again, I know, uh, I know very busy, it can be really busy doing what you do so thanks very much for taking the time with us Justine really appreciate it all right thanks Jamie thanks so much for having me on no problem and to everybody else um you know make sure that you hit subscribe on the podcast we have great people every week um and uh, again we'll talk again uh, soon on big idea big moves hit that subscribe button yet go on you know you want to Thanks for listening to the Big Idea Big Moves podcast.
Be sure to drop us a comment on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at bigidea underscore big moves. We love to hear your feedback. Till next time, remember, big change comes from small, consistent actions.